Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Matt Scaletti here with a very special guest. This is my man, Nick Nichols, and he lives in Virginia Beach and is the owner of Leave Your Mark Therapy and Life Coaching. Nick is an ultra runner and coach. He is a master's level graduate from Seton Hill University in marriage and family therapy, technically from Pittsburgh, right outside of Pittsburgh. And by the way, he's a former college wrestler as well. Nick, welcome to the show, brother. It's an absolute honor, man. I've been hoping to get on this show with you for a while here. <laughs> I know. I'm excited we, we got connected and we can dive in a little bit because uh, this man is a beast mode and you're about to figure out and understand why that is. So, Nick, hit me up with a little background. I don't really know your background either. Like where what we know kind of where you grew up, but were you was wrestling something that started you on this journey or how did that all play into who you are now? Yeah, yeah. I started wrestling when I was probably four years old. So it's been uh, a part of my world for as long as I can remember. So that anybody that has wrestled the, the the nutrition, the dieting, the weight loss, the 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 you know, six, seven days a week practices, the endless treadmill runs. Um, you know, since I've been young, hard work has just been instilled upon me and there was just no, there's no quitting, no backing out there. It was just hard, hard work. So that was a huge foundation. I grew up in Northern Pennsylvania. So grew up on a farm. So farm life, you know, farm boy kind of thing is, you know, anything with cows wise and, and you know, shovel manure, waking up early. Like it, it's one of those things where people have always asked me, where do you get your work ethic? I'm like, I, it's just something that I, I don't know anything different. So that was, you know, some of my, my backstory, but yeah, wrestling has been the, the, the staple for the, the majority of my life in terms of doing hard things and enjoying the process of it. So, so you're started it for like, you're yeah. wrestling through high school. It sounds like you're getting better and better. And then you start getting offers from colleges or how did you land on Seton Hill? Yeah. So for me, um, I was very, very good in terms of um, high school wrestling. So my senior year, I was 48-0 going into the state tournament. <laughs> so I, I placed um, fourth and fifth um, in the state of Pennsylvania twice. Um, so like I, I was going for that, that top spot. So I was ranked number one that year going in. Um, you know, I thought not necessarily had it locked up because nothing's locked up in regards to that, but I was flawless up into that point. Um, hit the state tournament, won my first match, second match end up, you know, hurting my collarbone and, you know, breaking, tearing some different things in my collarbone, uh, um, lost that match. I'm like, screw this. I got to try and win one more just to, you know, podium on that point and, you know, couldn't win that one. Cause obviously I was messed up. Yeah. Um, so literally senior year, I had, you know, offers on the line from, um, Penn state, Ohio state. Like I was in that, that ballpark of wanting to go big time D one. Um, and that's what I was, I was aiming for, especially for my background and just work ethic. And as soon as I got hurt, boom, everything got stripped away. So it was just like, man, I spent literally the last, you know, since I've been four years old, spent building 
to to get on this level to you know go d1 one of these big time schools and it all boom ended in a second so you know as i was driving home from hershey pennsylvania uh, mm-hmm. from the state tour i'm like literally no one is going to offer anything now so on the way home my high school wrestling coach like hey i just got a call from seton hill university um and it was one of those things where i'm like you know who like yeah, no yeah. where yeah. Like them and like shippensburg was in the mix too for uh, a school and um seton hill was a um, up-and-coming d2 school so they were just starting their program and you know they offered me very good money to to go there and start helping build up um the program that is now very very successful and so that was just my foundation like if i can't go where i want for, for a big time school, let me go and start something new. And little did I know that was the biggest blessing in my, my life of starting from the back, you know, ground of nothing and helping a program build up as I was learning so much along the way um, as well. And then that ended up landing me in my, my career as a marriage and family therapist. And it was by far getting hurt that senior year was the biggest blessing in my, my entire life, which is always so crazy. Like I, I stewed on that for probably seven, over seven years of just, man, what would my life look like if, and, you know, it took me a long time to accept that. <laughs> wow. But that's, that's incredible how you flipped it into a blessing. And mm-hmm. and that's, that's amazing too, as I know the competitive nature in, yeah. in both of us, how did you ever think when you got hurt, maybe I just shouldn't wrestle in college? Like, did you think about quitting? Uh, absolutely not necessarily quitting like I had two options um what I was going to do I was either going to go military and special op route um mm-hmm. that's just my my personality so I was either going to go seal route or um wrestling and I'm like if no one offered me anything that's where I was going so either way I was signed I was getting ready to sign up for some hard stuff no matter what um and then I got the, the offer I'm like all right let, let let's let's go this route and you know try I can always do that later if, if something doesn't pan out yeah, that's a good point. So it yeah. and it seems like you're pleased with how that all played out and you were able to did you wrestle the whole way through in college? Yeah. And in wow. the yeah, the interesting part like around that too, once again, like where I think hard work and discipline comes into everything. Like I was only healthy one year of my entire college career. So I got hurt my senior year of high school and I didn't have one healthy year until um my final year and I ended up making the NCAA tournament um that year and, and you know end up getting top 10 in the country that year but the rest of the time I had knee injuries concussions you know ankle injuries like and like the cool part about doing pairing that with ultra running too like once again just because something derails your plan doesn't mean that you're not still supposed to go that route is that you're you're still supposed to continue to go you're still and until another door opens up like you still push the same route and you just got to follow your intuition that's just the my, my story to a t of just doing hard things and, and you know until another door opens up you know i'm just going to push this route i love that man i love that doing hard things and it seems like also to your to give you some kudos you seem like you're committed too. like, I, I feel like if we're not fully committed and we meet some resistance, maybe, ah, you know, that, that wasn't meant to be, you seem like when you commit to something, yeah. that's it. And I, I don't care if it takes 7,000 ways to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Is that fair? That is very fair. I think commitment is one of the things that's just 
and once again ingrained in me where it's like, I, I do not do anything less than a hundred percent. I don't know why anyone else would. So if you're going to do something, if your name is attached to it, you do your name, the the hundred percent justice in terms of what you believe in, in yourself. And I think that comes along with my work as a clinician too, is self-esteem, self-worth, being honest with yourself and, and putting in hard work every single day. It, it's, it's just the ultimate form of self-respect. Yeah, I think that's so true. And that's a perfect transition and lead in as we've been uh, teasing this ultra running idea. I mean, you clearly had a very successful career as an athlete, as a wrestler, and then you graduate college. Do you immediately get into ultra running? How did this, how did this whole path start and happen? Yeah. So the identity thing is a big thing for uh, when I work a lot of people too, and me myself included. So I had an identity since four years old. I was a, a college or I was an athlete. I was a wrestler and boom, all of a sudden one day that just gets turned off is that I lost my biggest identity as an, I'm an athlete, I'm a wrestler. And I went through not necessarily the identity crisis, but like, what am I good at? Like, if I can't use this skill that I spent years perfecting, what, what can I do with it? So I, I really dissected what wrestling was. It was discipline. It, it, it was relentless work ethic. Like I took the, the, the staple of what you know being that athlete was and then I started to apply it to other areas so I just got into powerlifting for a little bit you know did that whole aspect of things like well I'm like I always enjoyed lifting being strong so did that and you know that that was fun and interesting but it still wasn't pushing the mental limits so after I was done doing that I'm like I'm tired of being bulky and you know that kind of stuff so I transitioned into just doing some some running you know just to you know get moving again I said after I was done wrestling I'm like I'll never run ever again. Like it's just, you know, I hated it, but now, <laughs> now I, now I coach it. Now I run ultras. So it's funny how that the world works, but um, yeah. So just transitioning one thing into another, just trying to find what, what I was really passionate about. And that's where I land on, on running. So I actually didn't compete in any ultra stuff for years. Um, and I just came onto the scene to do ultra um, blue Ridge was actually my first ultra event. Oh, um, yeah. So like I ran numerous things off the books. Like I was so burnt out from the competitive nature of wrestling where I'm like, I just want to compete for myself. I want to run for myself. Like I don't want to have to go against, you know, people or, you know, I, I just was so burnt out with that. So the first race that I signed up for was, was Blue Ridge. And the metaphor around that is that's 14,000 feet up and down elevation where perfect metaphor for life, which is life in general. If you look at the, the map to it, it, it's up and down. And, you know, we have to hit extreme highs, extreme lows, but that was my, my debut onto the ultra scene is going through the highs and lows of that event. And I was absolutely hooked. And now I'm, you know, all in, in terms of the, the competitive side of stuff. Oh, I love it. And for those that don't know this blue Ridge marathon, I believe it's the hilliest marathon in the U.S., maybe on the road, road marathon. Yeah, it's considered uh, America's toughest road marathon. Yeah. So you and I decided to do it twice, right? <laughs> yeah, we both we both did it twice. That's how we originally connected. Yeah, I I don't know if I knew that was your first ultra. So yep. how did you go from? Maybe there's some people listening that are they run, you know, they're half marathoners or full marathoners. How did you decide? You know what? This distance isn't enough. I want to go twice that far or further um it was more of like what's gonna push me to my limit and what has the highest you know higher potential to fail but also successes mixed in there too so having this event um and I, I live in Virginia Beach so it's completely flat here so training elevation is just something that I can't all the time do so that event like I, I wanted to do it in since like 2018 so it was on my radar of if I debut that's where I want to go um 
but yeah so like jumping the distance of that i'm like this is the the staple if i can do that one then it opens up the ability to say what's next uh, i love that that what's next question is yeah. something that uh i just yeah i get into it so you you alluded to it what why why do you keep pushing like why why ultra running and do you ask yourself, you know, as you're, as you're out there and we can dive into some of these events, yeah. why am I doing this to myself? Um, I don't know if I'd ask that question. I, I know exactly why I'm doing it is how, how far can I push my mental capacity in terms of getting what I, what I want, which is, you know, not necessarily finishing, not necessarily success or a medal. It's, it's how far can I allow my brain to grow and push my body in, in this moment? And it might be different day by day. But like I have yet to find what ha has the potential to physically or mentally break me. And I've been through a lot of stuff from childhood to relationship stuff, all these things over the years. And I've yet to find something that I've absolutely quit and, and, and just gave up on. So I, I think that's my, my big why. What's going to make me ultimately quit? And I haven't found it yet. And I don't know if I will. And even if I do, my strategy on that is I'll go back, I'll retool, I'll, I'll reorganize, and I'll go back out and go to war. So you want to run or get in an event where you maybe have to tap out. Absolutely. And, and like, and that's so, so foreign for people to understand, but it's just like, what do I, what do I get by that? If, if there's failure associated with it, I get to grow. I get to push my mind and body to that absolute limit on this is as far as I was able to grow in that moment. And then I get to go back and ask the question, well, what do I have to do to push further? Like, it's just endless learning opportunities. And that's, that's how I always see it. Like, there's always that, are you crazy? Are you nuts? It's like, no, I, I'm just really hungry for, for endless growth. And it doesn't matter in what area it could be in personal development. It could be in business. It, it if it has the potential to help me grow really fast, I, I'm, I'm interested in it. And there's nothing faster than 24 hours on your feet moving and you know what you'll learn in that time is you know people don't won't learn that in a lifetime i i love that and i agree a thousand percent and you brought up an interesting word that i i would love to ask about yeah you said failure and you're basically like wanting to get to the point of failure for those that are listening and i mean myself included how do you get yourself over the fear of failure because i know a lot of people I've worked with and I've had fear of failure in different areas, sometimes fear of success uh, as well. But how, how do you, how do you get over that fear or have you ever had that fear? Um, I think I, the way that I try to detach it a little bit is failure. If, if I associate failure to something, that means I'm internalizing it at such a level where I'm taking it personal as in saying, or I'm questioning, did I do everything that I could do? Did, did I not do enough? Like I know for a fact, and this is what comes back to that commitment piece is failure isn't scary to me because when it comes down to it, there will be not any, you know, doubt in my mind that I put everything that I could possibly do. I controlled all the controllables that I could into this event. So if I fail, it's not because there wasn't effort put into it. It was because of outside circumstances and that means I, I get to go back and say, what could I have learned in this failure that now I know I couldn't have learned anything else going into it because that, that's just what I've learned. So I don't fear that, that failure as much because I don't take it personal. It's, you know, for me, it's an all in thing. Yeah, I like that. So after the situation is over, you sort of do like a, a debrief, whether on paper or in your head, how things went. 
what yeah. you could have done but oh i like that yeah that's a really so, good so idea. Failure, yeah so like i said like just you know help people understand so like the yeah that failure aspect of things is just people take it so personal and it's and it's and it's not because i mean at the end of the day if if it is personal to you 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 should question yourself as in did you do everything that you could because you're taking it personal for some reason and your job is to find out why and that means did you eat everything that you could did you you know you know sleep enough did you work out enough did you skip workouts did you do this like there will not be any doubt when i when i tow any line or or anything in terms of life in general that that i will not have controlled everything that i could yeah i like it almost sounds like i'm hearing a little bit of like accountability as well like you need to versus failing and putting the blame on somebody else and now i'm off the hook yeah take take accountability for it yep there's there is so much to learn and okay so with these these ultra uh-huh. events i don't know if you want to pick one i mean we did the the blue ridge one together i know you've done a few since then yep. can you dive into maybe your favorite ultra you've done or the most challenging or just yeah. tell us a little bit about one of these yeah. events that you've pushed yourself in so my favorite one is definitely blue ridge um i'll t- dive into one story in that so um, you know, the, the elevation up and down with that. And without me being able to train on hills, my legs were taxed. They were screwed for, you know, after like mile 13, I'm just like, damn, how the hell am I going to go the rest of the time? So, um, I had it band issues, probably starting around maybe mile 18. Um, that's roughly when we get to the top of Peakwood, which is extremely, you know, downhill. So hitting that and I'm like it band issues. So I'm like, I, I literally had to run the next probably 20 miles. So I, I didn't make this realization until I was probably at mile 40. Um, th- this IT band issue that was excruciating, um, it has not gotten any worse. So I think a lot of times people going through the ultras, you know, you're in pain, you're in pain, you're in pain, but there's a point where it's like, has it gotten any worse from when it started? And like, that was a cool moment for me is I had my hip or my, my fist literally dug into the side of my hip. I ran 20 miles with literally my, my fist dug into my hip just to relieve some of the, the it band issue. Uh. Um, and as I was coming off of Peakwood for the second time, that's when I made that realization of it hasn't gotten any worse. It's still painful. It still hurts, but there was a level in that moment of the mental aspect of it where it's, hasn't gotten any worse. So this is just what it is. So accepting that level of pain, it was the craziest thing in the world. Like knowing as much as I do about the, the mental capacity of us is like instantly the, the, the pain almost went away. It was just like, I accepted what was and I couldn't control it. And the rest of the runoff peak would in the, until the finish. And I still had, you know, let's say 12 miles left. It was literally just, I, I'm just here to finish no matter what I'm going to finish. And, you know, let's just accept it. Let's, let's, you know, keep cruising. And it was, it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting concept with the, the pain and just accepting it. I like that. I've never yeah. thought about it that way. Yeah. So then were you able, like the last 10 miles, I mean, yeah. were you really not it, it, sort of, uh, your legs weren't in as much pain as they were miles before that? Yeah. You're, yeah. Yep. I was just focused on something different where it's like, okay, that's still there because like for the, you know, that 20 so mile stretch, like that's all I focus on pain, pain, pain. And like, I just got so hyper fixated on pain. That's all my brain was consuming. So after that, it was like, 
it is what it is. It allowed my brain to shift into more of like, look at what I have the opportunity to do right now. I'm 40 miles into this race of this, you know, one of America's toughest road marathons. I'm like, what an opportunity to, to be like, I'm not supposed to feel good. And like, there was a level of acceptance after that of like, no matter what injuries I have, I will mop it up when I'm done. And I, I was just like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So after that, there's 10 miles of just uh, of almost that gratitude. And I think that's the killer of any pain or, or struggle in life. If you can attach gratitude to some game over it, it's you, you're going to be phenomenal in terms of whatever you do in life. I, yeah, I think that's, that's so true. And yeah, that's interesting with the gratitude and that can help with the pain. I like this. How do you know, this is something I still struggle with. Yeah. And for those newer runners or seasoned runners, this will be interesting to see how you respond to this. How do you know if it's injury or just discomfort and this is how it's supposed to feel? Like, do you have, it seems like you do a great job of checking in with your body and you probably know your body really well yeah. after all these uh, events and, and wrestling. So, yeah. but how do you, how do you sort of self-diagnose as you're out there? This is just what I'm supposed to be feeling or I just injured myself. Um, when it comes to a prep leading up to it, I'm more cautious on injuries and things like that, um, versus, uh, an actual event. It is what it is. Like, you know, I would have to break both my legs before, you know, and I would just army crawl the rest of the way. So it'd be one of those. <laughs> so like, there's a difference between like that type of event. Like if that was a, a training event, like I would have stopped, I would have gotten that addressed because I wouldn't want it to keep flaring up. Um, but when it comes to race day, like that's what you're there for. And like you, I, I would be willing to spend six months of an off season, um, to recover. And I would find something else to do that. I would just get into lifting. I would get into another hobby. Like running isn't everything in regards to that. It's just the pursuit of growth. So like I said, when it comes to an event, I'm all in, you know, whatever it is. Um, but training days definitely different in terms of how I'm addressing or assessing my body. And, you know, so then I, I would stop and ad address that if something popped up. Yeah, that seems like that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and I that that self sort of like body scan real quick seems yeah. like that's a that's a very good move. So so for people that are listening that are like, you know what, I like what Nick's saying. Maybe I should go start running. I, I feel like some can get overwhelmed because there's so many different things you can do out there. But how does somebody start? Like, how does somebody, and I know you're in the coaching space, so maybe you've worked with some people who've done this. For those that are not quote unquote runners, how do yeah. you, how do you start? I would say, let's start finding some enjoyment in doing it. Why are we doing it? Once again, like defining the why and anything, like, why do you want to run? What's the point? If you want to do a, a, an event or a race, great. That's wonderful. But what comes after that? Like, Anytime that I prep or prepare someone in an event, like running should be more than just running. Running should be your outlet, your, your processing tool, your, your physical, you know, escape, your mental escape, whatever it is. Like I attach success to running. Like I use audio books. I use podcasts. Like when I run success is, is really determined based on what am I, you know, my ability to learn when I run. So even if I have a crappy workout, I'm still learning. So when someone comes in and talks to me, Hey, I want to start running. All right. Well, what does it look like to enjoy a run is that we're not going out there just to compete with ourselves. We're, we're going out there and say, what do we get to do? We get to push our limits a little bit. we got a base build first. So let's not get hurt. I'm an injury prevention coach at the end of the day. I want to load your body with just the right amount of stress that allows it to grow, but not break it. So yeah. You're good at pushing the limits and pushing 
the boundaries. Yes. Yes. I like it. I and like making, it. Yep. Making sure people do not get hurt or like most coaches or most, you know, trainers and things, they'll, they'll, they'll push you to the point. So you're so sore that you hate it. Or most coaches where it's like, Hey, I want you to go out and sprint and run. Like you, you can't find enjoyment in that because you're feeling like, I mean, me coming from an athletic you know, background too. Like I only knew one speed. It was all out. And it took me years to unwind that athletic mindset and to channel it into no, uh, a, a nice, slow, easy pace is still productive and still useful. So I try to teach a little bit more science when I coach too, as in this is the rationale for this run here. Let's make it slow. Let's make it easy. Let's make it enjoyable. We're going to get to hard stuff. So easy days, easy, hard days, hard. Yeah, so you do all that in your – I wanted to ask you about the coaching too because I know it's leave your mark coaching. And is it – do you work one-on-one -on -one with people? Is it in groups or how do you have it set up usually? Um, depends on the individual. So when I do um, therapy, that's a separate set of my, my business. So that's one-on-one -on -one all the time. Um, when I do run coaching, that's one-on-one. -on -one. So I everyone has my cell phone. They, we can talk back and forth. They have questions. I build a plan that's custom to them. They have that um, access. So you know, I map things out each week for them. And then if someone needs to get together to work on running form or just kind of push paces a little bit, they can hop in on a run that I'm doing. I usually do long runs on the weekend. So we'll sometimes we'll get together and, and say, hey, let, let's log some miles together. Let's talk a little bit. Let's you know address some problems and, and some things. And as we're just out there running and having fun. I love that. So yeah. I, I got to ask you, because this is, you're around a lot of these people and you're, you're one of them as far as yeah. runners go. What do you notice? Is Are there certain themes that you see from people that you coach and you throw yourself in there as well, <laughs> where running has helped them in other areas? Like, can you see a shift in people where, as they become a better runner or maybe just run more uh, and how that trickles over into everyday life. Um, yeah. So coming from a therapy world, like I, I look at most successful runners or good runners, um, just people in general, if you benefit from it, most of the time you probably have higher levels of intelligence, higher levels of anxiety, higher levels of there's something in your mind that needs an outlet. And if we can channel that into running, you become a lot more, calm a lot more effective you can think a lot more clear so i i chalk up to a lot of the people i work with in terms of coaching is people want to be super successful but they haven't found some of the outlets or tools to do that um running gives them control gives them progress gives them all those different avenues that they ultimately need and it's it's a, it's a daily checklist as in if it sucks great you still get to run today if it's great you know you're having a good workout great but any at any point, you always have something you can lean on as, and this is a foundation of doing hard things, doing consistent things, investing in yourself. And so I would say the common thing, theme that I come across in terms of athletes that I coach is it, it's just intelligence, plain and simple. People need outlets. Yeah, that that's, I agree with that. And I love the doing things that suck. Are you a believer that all of us should do something every day that we're a little uncomfortable with? Absolutely. There, that, that is my foundation of, of growth in a nutshell. If it, if it's hard or if it pushes the level of discomfort, the chances are you should probably do it is that, you know, I, I, and like, I just believe that's my very core. Like, I mean, same thing across the board. I mean, I use always the shopping cart experiment where it's like, if you don't push your, you know, put your shopping cart back, like something's going on in your world, like go back, push it back, put it away, you know, square things away. Like that's just life in general. It's like, it sucks to do a lot of things, but you know, take care of what you need to take care of. 
that's a good analogy and that does frustrate me as well when people don't <laughs> push their card in all the way <laughs> right. I, i'm sure i've done it at some point i hope yeah. not but that's that's a good analogy because i think about that every time i'm at the grocery store yeah. what 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 about if and i'm curious to ask you this too let's say somebody's listening or even somebody you coach and is like listen Nick, I'll do what you tell me. I want to get better. I want to push myself. I just don't want to run. Or or maybe it's somebody that is unable to for whatever physical reason. Are there other suggestions and advice you can give to people that they can push themselves in different ways? Does it have to be running? No, I would say progress equals happiness. Find a way to measure progress in any area that you can. And I, I believe to my very core that you should have three hobbies in life. One that makes you money one that keeps you creative and one that keeps you in shape. If you can hit those three, you're, you're set. So anything like someone, someone walks in my door, well, how are you making money? Are you, do you love it? Are you passionate about it? If you're not, let's change it. You know, how, how are you basically, what, what do you do that's creative? Is that, you know, you need to give yourself credit for those things too. So if someone's, let's say broke, they can't run, they can't do anything else. All right. We got to channel uh, another form of progress somewhere else. Where are we getting that from? And it's not on your phone. It's not something like that. It, it needs to come from from your your brain and your mindset. So if someone doesn't like to run, I'd say what else do we? What else can we do that's physical? Because you have to have a physical outlet. Plain and simple. Health, in in a nutshell, you have to be moving. Plain and simple. And I love that. That there's a bunch of different ways that we can be moving our body. It sounds like your yeah. That's your message to a lot of the people that you coach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and you've built. And I don't know. Um, I think you, you've been you've been sharing this on social media, but you built a community down there, right? You're yes. building, have built, and are building a running community. Yep, yep. It's called Tribe Run Club. So same. I'm a big metaphor type guy, and I'm a big meaning purpose around things. So if you think of any tribe in terms of a tribe mentality, it's people that get together and do really hard things. So my run club starts Monday morning, um, six a.m. Who wants to get together at 6 a.m. Monday morning when most people, you know, complain about Mondays being hard or difficult or challenging? Well, let's do something that sucks a little worse so the rest of your week is a little bit better. And like that's just in, in you know, a nutshell what that that mentality is really about too is you know tribe run club is more of let's get together and it's a bunch of hard-nosed individuals that that want to be better we're, we're not that fluffy group that you know is all over the place it's no people that show up are people that truly want to be better in all areas of life not just running it's not about running it's about getting up and doing hard things yeah and i love how you said that it running is more about the the mindset than even the physical part mm -hmm. so you go 6 a.m every single monday morning is that the goal yep yep tribe running club so if you're in the virginia beach area people got to look you up right absolutely what what are some nick hit me with some and we've talked offline a little bit about this but if if you want to pinpoint one or share some setbacks you've overcome so i'm a believer that the comeback is more powerful oh, yeah. than the setback and i know you've You've had some, as we all have in our lives. What What's uh, one you want to share or a couple setbacks you've had to overcome to get to this successful young adult you are today? Um, yeah, there is a bunch. I'm trying to pinpoint one. Um, I think just one of my big ones um, that happened a couple of years ago, so like my um, business that I used to work for before I opened up my own company, um, randomly just end up closing. Um, so the owner, so the owner passed away 
and I was there full time, you know, you know, loved what I did, you know, and everything. And the, the owner passed away and I read too many books and stories about leadership and ownership of businesses is that I, I expected the company to be open for another year at least. And they closed in like three months. So yeah. at that time when he passed away, I started my own business, just getting things rolling, getting business license, all those different things, not knowing really what I was doing at all. I was just getting the ball rolling. And when it closed, it was, you know, now I was a full-time business owner and it was wild to navigate through that as in, what do I do? Where do I go? What does taxes look like? What's this? look like like the constant of where's where's money coming from what's this going to look like and it, it was a, a non-stop endless battle of, of just mentality and that's where like doing the ultra running how that pairs together is you know it, it's just a constant you know pursuit of success and you know luckily right now is that you know once again with hard work like business is is doing great i get to help people every single day that you know and in, in want to invest in themselves so that's one obstacle of what is it like to to lose your job not expect to lose your job but start planting seeds somewhere else so that way you're you have the opportunity to grow and then when you do it, it's both feet in and there's no no question about it you're you're all in because it's it's survival time now yeah and it's you, just you've proven over and over again in your life at this early i mean you're still in your early 30s i mean that you've been able to overcome all these different things and I, it's just, you can tell that your mentality when you, when you lost your job, when that, when they, all that happened, you weren't like, Oh my God, I'm toast. My life is over. But like you figured out another way to get to the success you're having now. And it seems like, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was like a blessing in disguise that this whole thing, like that you were forced to leave them to start your own thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the, the hardest part around it. Once again, like the same thing for my wrestling career and things like that too. It's just, you, you don't find success or gratitude or appreciation for things until after the fact, but like you got to put in a lot of work to find the gratitude. And like, that's just, you know, life in general, where it's like, if you stop and give up or, or, or pull back or anything else, like you're never going to find it. You're going to constantly always struggle. And I refuse to suffer. That's one of my biggest mentality things is suffering is optional is that you can choose to have hard times, but if you are suffering, it, it's your choice. And I refuse to suffer. Uh, I might not have a lot of control and things might be hard, but I will not suffer. And, and you know, that means I, I'm always going to keep, keep moving forward. I like that. So I refuse to suffer. And I think, I guess that ties into, because I guess I think some of those ultra marathons, it feels like suffering sometimes, but you're, you're also shifting your mentality to one of gratitude versus focusing on the suffering. Right. Well, I think too, is that, I mean, think about the, the ultras that you've done too, is that you're choosing to do it. There's a difference between, True. you know, suffering as in all oh, this is happening to me like oh you know i feel sorry for myself like there's a difference between that level of beating yourself up and suffering where it's like i'm willingly putting myself into a, a position that's extremely hard extremely painful and that's my choice like suffering on that level I'll, I'll open the gate every single day for for that opportunity but when i sit back and do nothing that's that's a cruel on you know I, I refuse to allow that to suffer to sit and do nothing that that's just torture that's that's inhumane in my opinion I agree. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. Yeah. So are you, are you currently, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, I want this guy, I wonder if he can coach me. Like, are you accepting people yeah. into coaching? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the nice part is like, yeah, if you're in person, I can do it in person, but we can do the same thing online. Um, Check-in wise, phone wise, 
Um, like you said, I, I get those areas of results because I, I don't, I'm not a fluff type guy where I'll go right for the throat. Let's figure out what's, what's really controlling the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, and whether it's running or whether it's just mentality, I think all running or f- anything physical is always mental anyway. Um, so yeah. So if anyone wants that level of coaching, it's just be ready that you better be more invested than I am when, when you make that phone call, because you know, I'm an all in kind of guy. I like that, man. He's not messing around. Well, because you actually want to help people, right? Absolutely. And that's that's my, my whole thing in general is like when people knock on my door to come in and, and help, like that's what I'm there for. Like, you know, you know, I'll, I'll walk with people, but we're not going to just stop and, and do nothing. We're, we're going to walk before we can run. And that's uh, the, the big aspect of how I'm able to reach and help people with that, like that they have to be willing to walk with me first. Yeah, and I'm sure you can tell pretty quick which ones are all in and which ones eh, maybe not. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, I'm very upfront, very honest, very straightforward. Is people that work very well with me are are willing to you know invest that that time and that effort into themselves because I'll find the, I'll find the missing piece. I I love if I don't know the answer, I'll find it, and that's the cool part about what I do for work. Like you know, not knowing a lot of the stuff throughout my career, it was just like great. I have an opportunity to learn, and you know, I taught myself how to do art therapy and sand trade therapy, all these different things to understand subconscious part of the mind, and it's just interesting. So if something walks in my door, you know, in terms of I have this struggle and I've never seen before, great. I have an opportunity to, to learn. That means I can still help you. Oh, I like that. You, you learn, you've learned a lot at this stage, my man. I mean, you've learned and you keep learning. I mean, it's like you clearly have a passion for growth. And yes. so what's, we, we know you're a goal-oriented, mm-hmm. driven guy. What's next in, whether it's business or ultra running, what's out on the horizon for you? What are you looking forward to? Um, a couple different things. So if I'm not growing in ultra or my, my own personal stuff like that runs hand in hand with my business. So my next phase of business growth. So, um, I currently just, my, my wife and I, we, we currently work, um, just us together. So we navigate through everything. Um, my next phase of of business is we're going to expand and that means we're going to hire new people on, um, and have a, a larger practice. So my big goal, um, down here is I want to have my own practice in, in every single city down here. So that's a, a big thing that's going to be next starting this, this new year. So we're, we're going to get fully credentialed in terms of taking insurance, um, for, um, my, my work. Cause right now it's all cash rate, um, off the books kind of thing. And that's just the, the life coaching aspect of things. Yeah. Um, but in order to, I mean, had to make the hard decision. I don't like labeling or diagnosing people. I, I believe if you're not broken, I'm not here to fix you. So I hated that aspect of, of diagnosing. But in order for me to expand to help more people, I had to change my business structure as in I need to hire more people, which gives the ability to start taking insurance as well. So that means hiring therapists that actually have degrees that I can trust and, and because they went to school. So that's my my next big thing. So within the next two years, I want to have, you know, a couple different practices in some cities down here. I like that. You think yeah. big, you that's definitely right. think big. That's right. Yep. And you got an ultra coming up too, right? Yep. Yep. So November 12th, I'm going to do a hundred miler. So that one's not a race. It's one that I just came up with where anybody that's down in this area, it's from Jamestown to Richmond and back. So I'm going to have a couple of my team, you know, kind of work with me and run that and do some pacing with me, but it's no medals, just off the books. Let's, let's rock and roll. Let's go run a hundred miles because we can. And because we want to learn a little bit about ourselves along the way. How many people do you know in your life that run a hundred miles just for fun? It's not even an event and they just want to go run a hundred. I now know 
one person <laughs> that would do that. So I'm glad I might do, might do something like that. That's pretty crazy though. I mean, yeah. I'm excited to see how that goes. <laughs> so you got like, you're killing it currently. You got big goals, big dreams in the future. I love it. I, I ask every guest uh, three questions at the end of these uh-huh. interviews. I I'll switch them up here and there just so uh, we got some new ideas coming, but what are you in it, this could be in any area. What are you most grateful for as we sit here today in your life? I think the things that I think the ability to share, like very rarely, because I work with so many people throughout the day, like I, I make it all about them. Like very rarely do people have the opportunity to pick my brain um, and, and what's inside, what's going on, how I think, how I operate, because I always put other people first. So I think one of the areas that I'm grateful for is having the opportunity to share where I'm not just this robot. I'm not just this person. Like I have my own thoughts, feelings, emotions. I have my own past, and my demons and different things too, is that people look at me, how can you be doing this? How can you do that? It's like, you know, I, I'm wired the same way that, that you are. I just, you know, one, I just refuse to always give up. I'm always learning. I'm always growing. So I think the thing that I'm grateful to talk with you is, Hey, I, I get to share a little bit more of what is truly driving me behind the scenes because people can see the pictures, they can see the, you know, the, the results of different things, but very rarely do people get to actually hear what's going on in my mindset. You're right. And I like that behind the scenes, sometimes even more than yeah. the outcome. And I mean, I know we, I I know at least a little bit of what you're doing, waking up whenever you need to wake up to get it done. And I love that. Like there's no excuses with you and that accountability is i i admire that yeah so we we talked about you mentioned something about having three hobbies earlier what do you have any hobbies that we have not chatted about that you enjoy that uh takes takes some time in in a good way um i'll show you one so here oh we're gonna get a visual (laughs) get a visual yeah i'm excited all right so yeah so before um I was not able to draw. There was a patient that came in um, and she, she didn't want to talk to me at all. So it was just a complete brick wall. So I'm like, how am I going to help this individual that doesn't want to talk, doesn't want my help? I'm just a random guy over here. No trust or anything. Like she was an artist. So I'm like, all right, well, I can't even draw a circle. What the, what, what the heck did I do today? <laughs> so I went home. I saw her in a week. So I went home between that time. I read everything that I could possibly learn about art therapy, how it works, what the subconscious mind does, blah, blah, blah. You, you name it. I, I learned it. I, I saw her. The, the following week, I'm like, hey, we're going to do an activity today and diving into that. So I, I taught myself how to do art. And then I found the value in of analyzing my own thoughts and feelings through a subconscious way. So my, my gift that I love the most is so I actually do art. Yeah. You, you drew that? Yeah. Yeah. For those that are just listening, I mean, it looks like uh, uh, like a walkway path down to the ocean. Is that what it is? Yes, yes. So one of my more, living in Virginia Beach, one of my more peaceful aspects of, of where I get to live is having that ability to, to look out at almost that endless, you know, space where it's like, what is, and this is just me in general, where it's like any opportunity that, that I want, I, I think it all starts with a dream. I mean, you got a dream and you got to dream big. So that picture is really that symbol. This is when I first um, lost my job. So I created this picture. It's in pen. So it's our first one I've ever done in pen. It's the last one I've done in pen. It's how, how certain can you be in, in life and how, how much can you critique your stuff after you made a mistake? I mean, pen's permanent. So there's no erasing. There's 
can you accept what's on paper, but can you turn it into a piece of artwork? And that's just life in general, where it's like, when you make mistakes, can you still turn it into something pretty cool? And so doing that was my step into the business world of, I got to be okay with, with mistakes. I got to be okay with a lot of things. So that's one hobby that I'll always lean on just for my own personal benefit, but also the ability to say, you can create whatever you want in life. And it, we all start with a blank piece of paper and you can change that paper as many times as you want. I like that analogy too. And that's a good, I mean, in pen, I wasn't sure what you used to draw that. That's yeah. really well done. So do you, when you said that was the first and only time you use pen, do you yes. paint now or you just use um, different? Yeah, I do painting. Um, I do wood carving as well. Anything that I, I can possibly learn. Um, some I like more than others. Some takes more time, but um, so yeah. So anything that, that I can learn that's creative wise that allows me just that different outlet. So if I'm sore recovering from an event, I'll sit down, I'll, I'll sketch, I'll do something like that just because I, I want to you know learn a little bit more. That seems like that's great therapy. I mean, oh, I, I really like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. The final question is what is one thing that is on Nick's bucket list and it could be going somewhere. It could be achieving something. It could be running an event. It could be, could be regarding anything. What, what's on your bucket list? Ooh, um, the big thing. So I have two. So big thing is jumping, jumping into family world. So having kids and what that's going to be like and, and how do I balance <laughs> individual mindset wise with family, with raising kids, how that, like I work with kids and, and you know, individuals all day long, but what is it going to be like navigating that with, with, my own family and then what kind of things can I instill upon my own family? Like I, I'm a big person. I want to leave legacy behind um, no matter who I come into contact, whether that's, you know, money, financial, all those things. But like, I want to leave more of a, you know, dad is, is this, which is, I want to be someone that's respected, that's honest, that, that is hardworking. Like, I think that's my, my big mission in life is I want to be, you know, that, that, you know, kids superhero in, in, in a sense too. And like, that's just my, my goal in life is, you know, growing up the way that I did, you know, I didn't have a lot of those things. So my probably ultimate bucket list is to, to be a phenomenal, you know, family man and, and, and father figure to and instilling the right things upon my family. So that's, that's, that's my big one. And then um, the, the other one in terms of a, a race is I want to do Coca Dona 250. Wait, what's, what's, I, I want to do uh, Moab 240 at some point, uh, but what's the, I should know what that one is. Which so, one's that? Yeah. So that one's out, out West too. So that one runs through a couple of different cities in Arizona. Um, so yeah, so that one's, it just popped up a few years ago. I, I forget what year it popped out. Um, but the thought of running 250 miles through, you know, desert stuff and up and down terrain, like th that, that stuff challenges me where it's like, can I do it? And I'm like, at this point, no, I would not be able to. So like, there's definitely a huge training block to get ready for something like that. But the thought of doing 250 miles that, that scares the the crap out of me. So, oh, so me too. Yeah. Oh, who, yeah. who wouldn't? Yeah. But you run towards that stuff. You run towards yeah. the stuff that scares you. And I think that's, what's so inspiring. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you hopping on here. We've yeah. we connected. It's been, I guess over, no, not quite a year yet. Not quite a year since we connected, yeah. but how do, how do people connect with you, Nick, what's the best way they can find you? Um, so my Instagram is leave your mark uh, 1107. So that's how they can find me. So I have everything else listed there for my my run club as well. And then my my business stuff is there as well. Um, I try to post a lot of not just running, but more mindset reflection things. I, I, I like writing and I like attaching more of the physical, but 
the mental capacity to things too. So I'm usually always jotting down things, posting them online for someone to read and, you know, take what they want from it and the rest discard. You, you do that very well. Just a, a sidebar. Yeah. I appreciate reading your posts and you put up great content, my friend. So Thank I you. appreciate that. And I appreciate your friendship. Hopefully at some point we'll be back racing at the same race together. I will be probably visiting the Berg here in the, in the fall or something. So I will definitely have to get with you and do some 5 a.m. wild stuff. Oh, absolutely. We'll be going, <laughs> we'll be going ham at 4.30 in the morning. That's I love it. Right, that's right. Hey, well, thanks for popping in. Good luck in November. And I appreciate you for spending some time to answer some fun questions. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week thanks for listening to another episode of living the dream with matt scaletti i'm so grateful for you please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content also please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't i am watching you (laughs) check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much.